Welcome back, everyone, to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker. And I know it has been a minute, but listen, I am excited to share with you a conversation that I had with Dr. Lisa Battle-Guatney. And she is going to be sharing with us her experience as a mindful business coach, as well as a psychologist that provides EMDR therapy. So stay tuned if you're interested in knowing more about that. So thank you once again for being a guest on our podcast, The Six Figure Social Worker. And again, although you're not a social worker, you are doing some wonderful things in the counseling um, world. So I really want to want you to just kind of share. Let's just have a conversation. So just introduce yourself to the audience. Share with us, you know, your credentials, you know, how long you've been licensed and what you're doing. Yeah, so my name is Dr. Lisa Battle-Guathney. Um, I am both a licensed psychologist as well as a business coach. So I have been licensed since 2017, um, and I um, actually was trained in EMDR back in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2013, 2014, excuse me. Um, and so I have actually been working with different organizations. Um, now I'm also a consultant in EMDR. Um, And then I um, consult people for an organization called Personal Transformation Institute, as well as EMDR HAP and EMDR Institute. So I've been trying to keep my my hands in multiple pots, staying really relevant in the field. Um, My private practice um, is completely virtual and I work with my main areas are anxiety and um, trauma. And then within the coaching realm, I work with entrepreneurs, mainly service-based entrepreneurs, and really helping them have a line life, especially um, if they own a business. Okay. Elaborate a little bit more on that when you said like the coaching aspect to make sure they have, what was that word you just used? A line life. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so basically a lot of times when um, service-based providers, they become entrepreneurs, it's a little bit difficult to navigate um, starting to get into the world of selling your services and really seeing it as something you should be paid for because a lot of times we get told, oh, this is something you should basically be doing for free. And so some of it is looking at the mindset, looking at um, how are you going about dealing with your business? Is it taking over your life and you're becoming an employee? Or are you really becoming the boss of your business and really feeling like you're empowered to to live the life that you want to live? Awesome. I love that. I love that. And so with EMDR, can you kind of share with us um, first, why did you um, go or get credentialed or certified in that? Yeah, so um, I received my training back in 2013-14 in my internship. And so I really, I waited on getting certified. I always pretty much knew I was going to, um, but the reason why I got it was because I really felt like it's, it's helpful to have consultation, have someone continuing to give you oversight. Um, EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing is an evidence-based um, um, therapy. And so 
in order to stick to that fidelity and not move away from it, it's helpful to keep that consultation going. And then once I got the consultation, I realized, okay, well, I really want to help people in the community continuing to stick to fidelity and also um, provide that treatment. So that's really the reason why I stuck with it. And again, one of my populations is trauma. And so EMDR is specifically set up. Initially, it was for PTSD. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And so you said um, your private practice is completely online? Yes. Okay. Do you take insurance or is it um, cash-based only? So it's it's insurance mainly, but I also do take cash-based. So um, a lot of my people do come through insurance. And the beautiful thing about that is you don't have to spend a lot of energy on the marketing because the insurance companies, they'll do that for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, I had someone who was willing to spend some time and go over billing and things like that for insurance. And so it's, it's really actually worked out really nicely. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And so, um, do you mind if we get into, um, pay? Like, do you feel, do you believe that the insurance, especially when you're doing EMDR is paying you, um, according to what individuals may get paid for EMDR services? That's a great question. Um, so there's a lot of variation in how people get paid for EMDR, right? So right now a big wave that's coming through with intensives, and people who do intensives are getting paid really nice bank, right? Because they're spending more hours with the person and so they're gonna get more bank for their book. Um, but as far as the insurance, so there's different levels. Um, usually they pay someone who's at master's level different than they pay someone who's at PhD level. And so for the most part, my insurance company, it's definitely not comparable to my private practice fees, right. but there is definitely the ones that I keep or have um, with me are paying at least a decent amount and usually close to what I was initially charging for my private practice fees, right? Because okay. we do want to increase our prices over time. Yes. Inflation, the cost of housing increases, all of those things. So, so you do want to actually increase the price um, occasionally, so you're making sure you're keeping up with your responsibilities. Okay. And so with EMDR, you said it's evidence-based. I am also certified in um, EMDR therapy. Um, are you seeing some um, like life-changing or having life-changing experiences with your clients when you're using that therapy? Yeah, definitely. Like um, you have people who come in for it could be one event like a car accident and they're afraid to drive. And um, one client in particular is, is doing much better in that area, starting to, to get comfortable with the idea of driving again. I've had clients who have been raped and over time feeling more and more comfortable in their own skin, because when you're raped, it's not just a um, event that occurs one time and then it's over it's something that you've experienced within your system within your your body and that safety is a real issue um, I've had some people who um, who've had past relationships that have fallen apart and they really have internalized it as thinking that this problem is me and so I, I really feel thankful that I found EMDR early in my in my career because it really has been the game changer Talk therapy is awesome, um, but the truth is they say with trauma, talk therapy is not necessarily the best approach because you can re-traumatize a person by having them tell their story. 
Right. Awesome. Awesome. It just, it's interesting because today I seen a client who um, I introduced EMDR to because she had been um, picked on and bullied, you know, in, in elementary school, fourth grade, she remembers starting. And even though she like, just kept going through life, right? She felt like, okay, well, I got, I don't, I no longer deal with that right now. But yet she find herself feeling like something is wrong with me because she doesn't have any close friends, you know, or anything like that. So even when we were doing it, just the level of um, how, how much it triggered her and she thought it was over simply because she hadn't been thinking about it, right? And trying to help individuals understand, like, just because you move past it, right, in chronological age, if you haven't really, you know, reprocessed that, right, that earlier memory, it can be a real, you know, issue, right? It can continue to be affecting you even now. Yeah. So one thing we say in EMDR is like you want to have one foot in the past, one foot in the present, right? Or two feet in the present and looking back at the past. And so a lot of times what happens when trauma happens our both feet are in the past, but we don't even know it because we're growing bigger as, as people, but your mind and everything that you believe about yourself is still back there in the past because we can get stuck in those moments. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So do you find um, when you're doing the EMDR, do you, have you ran into like clients who are so used to just talking and just wanting to tell the story? Yeah, I mean, um, I have had some people who are, are talkers. So so there's some people who are verbal processors and there is a way to do the protocol where a person can kind of talk through what they've experienced. And then sometimes it's just psychoeducation about, okay, well, we're, it's gonna look a bit, little bit different than how it looked before. Here's um, a script that I'll be following. And most of the work is gonna be on me to follow the script. It's just for you to go through that healing and I'm here to support you in that. So it's, it's, um, it could be just their verbal processor or it could be that they need a little bit more information about kind of the style of how EMDR will be set up for them. Okay, yeah, I like that. I like that because I know I had a client who, you know, usually they want to close their eyes. Usually clients want to close their eyes and they and I utilize the tappers. Well, um, one particular client, when she closed her eyes, she couldn't remember anything. Mm. So she had to do it with her eyes open. Cause it's kind of like, you know how we close our eyes and it's like, okay, that's a form of protection. Yeah, yeah. So I, so a part of the training, you have to go through it yourself. And mm -hmm. so I'm one person who I like to close my eyes. Cause I like to go inward and really experience it. Yeah. But it's really important to attune to our clients and their needs because some clients, they definitely need to have their eyes open. Um, one thing I'll say is like, if a client is associating, that it may be helpful for them to tap so they have that grounding feeling, but then they keep their eyes open because once they close their eyes, it can they can get flooded by all these emotions and the experience. Yeah. What would you say to someone who is looking into um, becoming an EMDR um, therapist? Yeah, so I would say first step is to research um, the training. So the overarching body is Imdria. And so they're the ones who certify the basic trainings. Um, so there's been, I guess, some experiences where people have got trained and it's not an Imdria accredited organization. 
or training. And so then unfortunately they feel cheated because they spent their time and their money investing into a program that unfortunately doesn't allow them to say that they are EMDR trained. Then the next part is actually going through the training. I will say it's typically six days and it feels long, it feels tedious, but the thing is there is a method to our madness, right? The reason why we do this training this way is because there are a lot of logical educational things you need to receive, but also there's a really awesome practicing component to it. And so you want to go through this training and really not worry so so much about like, am I getting every single detail, but am I really understanding my experience of EMDR? Because that would be important when you're educating your clients. Right. And who did you go through? For your time? Um, so I actually went through EMDR HAP in order to um, do the training, um, but then to become a, a consultant, I went through Personal Transformation Institute. Okay, and there's Safe EMDR, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And share with us the difference between Safe EMDR and the regular, um, well, other individuals who may be doing the EMDR training. Yeah. So um, the the main difference between the standard protocol is um, and and safe safe EMDR is the safe EMDR is focused on the attachment and um, a component of somatic processing with that as well. Um, and so the the biggest thing is we want to make sure that you're doing the EMDR as safe as possible. And so really thinking about like your experiences, what patterns do you have and how is that showing up and how will that show up within EMDR? Um, the standard protocol, you just, if it's really a script that you have that you're following, um, but both of them, you really do adapt it to the client. Um, when Francine Shapiro created this, it was really a script it was a um, script that could be dynamic and like you have to adjust it to the culture of your client and so that's a really key um, key component no matter what protocol you're being trained in okay awesome awesome so what can we look for um in the future from lisa are, are there anything any other um professional goals that you are working on right now yeah, so currently I am um, completing a mindfulness training. And so hopefully the, the goal is that um, I'll be doing some, some mindfulness trainings. Um, I'll also be, so there's a Google Power um, workshop focused on I Am Remarkable. And so I'll plan on doing those workshops as well. Um, empathy circles. So I plan on doing a lot of hands-on things and I really just look forward to continuing to support the community. Awesome, awesome. Now, last thing, is there anything that you, I know you were talking about when you um, heard of the podcast, you're like, wait, it's for social workers, right? And so um, I appreciate you um, accepting the offer to come on and just share your experience because I wanted you to come from the perspective of the counseling perspective, right? And really kind of enlighten our listeners on um, the EMDR and those who may be interested in learning more information, but is there anything just as a therapist, right, that you would encourage or want to say to our listeners? Yeah, I would say not allowing the um, rules to limit you. Um, so I think a lot of times what happens when we go into our trainings is we think like, oh, I can only do X. And the truth is, that is not the case. I know for you, Ashana, you have 
books that you have written. Like there's so many options that we have out here. I never, like, I thought I was going to teach and I thought I was going to do research. And I realized, you know, that's really not for me, but I am continuing to do counseling. I am doing consulting. I'm doing coaching. So the truth is like, you're not limited by whatever someone tells you you have to do. Um, one of my, I don't know if it's so much a regret anymore because I'm happy where I am. But one of my professors, I went to him in undergrad and I said, I think I want to get a, a master's in MFT, marriage and family therapy. And he said, are you married? Do you have kids? And so I allowed that to deter me from maybe following a path that could have been beneficial for me. And really it's whatever path we want to design for ourselves. No one can tell us where we do or don't need to go. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. So thank you once again for being a guest on the show. And so I'll make sure I put your information um, down. Actually, um, what information can you share with them? Like, how can they follow you? How can they, you know, reach you if they have further questions, maybe you want to do counseling or coaching? Um, what information would they, um, can you share with us? Yeah. So my website for, for coaching is Beyond Grand llc.com and my um, counseling website is enhancing wellness llc.com and so you can go to either of those websites i'm actually on many of the platforms as both those um those names enhancing wellness llc or beyond grand llc and so those are some great ways to get in contact with me awesome thank you again for sharing your wisdom your knowledge and um it's, it's just, it's so many questions that I can ask you right now. And I'm like, okay, wait, because you know, we were talking about me having my own private practice, me doing consulting stuff, me doing coaching stuff. And then you said to me, you're like, okay, is your life aligned, you know, and making sure that while I'm helping other people that I'm not like losing it, right? Trying yeah. to, <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Um, I would definitely promote what you're doing. And again, I just thank you for sharing your experience with us. Thank you for having me, Lashana. Wow, that was amazing. I am so excited to have had Dr. Lisa Battle Watney as the guest on our show. So if this is your first time tuning in, I am your host, LA, your six-figure social worker. And again, this podcast is designed to teach you how to make a living while you're making a difference. Again, stay, t- stay connected and stay tuned.